Hey everybody, I wanted to warn you up top, this episode of Just Dads Reading Books contains discussions on the topic of suicide. So please take care when listening, especially around little ones. Welcome to Just Dads Reading Books. A podcast about judging your kids for what they read. This is produced by Matt Martins and E.J. Sanders. Music by Russian Baths. Welcome to Just Answer New Books. I'm here with my... I'm here in the same room as my friend EJ. And I'm here in the same room as my friend Matt. What a delight. I, we don't ever do this, even though we live... You and I live in the same town. We, we live close enough to do this. We yeah, just don't do we this. We just don't. You know, and technically it is better for audio uh, quality purposes, but I don't care. I want to hang out with my friend EJ, especially today, because I need a friend. Oh, my dear, yeah, do. <laughs> uh, it sounds like a lot of people need friends, actually. <laughs> this book is about needing friends. Oh, man. We are talking about Thornhill by Pam Smy, which uh, is one of these little wonders I came across in the local beautiful Bella Vista Public Library, mm-hmm. and uh, we were just looking for something to fill the gap between series of unfortunate events stuff. And boy, I tell you, this was uh, not an escape from the sadness of series of unfortunate events yeah it was weird how i think just a few weeks ago you were like oh we got to find like a peppy book to mm-hmm. cheer us up mm-hmm. i don't know if that was before or after you read thornhill i believe it was before i do think it was before <laughs> and then, and then, then you I, went to the I library op- yeah i opened up thornhill and saw a picture of a hanging woman and i yeah. said there's a chipper new shift for us let's do that what do you say <laughs> yeah yeah matt uh matt had the sole decision making responsibility for this book to get us out of this slump and he failed I failed, uh, he failed to get us out of the the depressing slump that we're in on this show so if you thought that this week would be some reprieve from the sadness it is not uh we just do books like watership down on this thing in thornhill Man. oh yeah oh, okay well let's talk about what this book is the reason we uh chose it though was it's a very captivating looking very cool. book the cover is a hard matte like finish it is uh just of a dark house with a woman in the window you open it up and you quickly learn this is half graphic novel right and the other half is a series of uh diary entries diary the entries, whole book yeah. is told and and those two aspects are told from two different characters point of views all of the diaries are written from the point of view of mary who is a girl in a children's uh orphanage mm-hmm. in oh, 1982 yeah. And the graphic novel portion is our protagonist, Ella, who has moved in next door to this dilapidated, run-down old children's orphanage. And, I mean, essentially, you you learn what's going... You can kind of predict what's going to happen quite early, but she's going to come across this diary, and it's going to be obvious that Ella will later be reading this diary, but she's learning about this orphanage while you the reader are learning about, about some what very happens. specific events yeah. uh, with this orphanage and um you know 
Children's orphanages are not always the happiest place on oh, earth. Not always, Matt. Yeah. You know, yeah. Have you been rarely. to like a little orphan Annie's orphanage? But uh, I tell you, no one makes a stronger case for uh, it being truly, truly a horrible place. <laughs> truly hell. Book. Yeah, exactly. Um, this, uh, let's just get it out of the way. This is the saddest thing I've ever read. Yeah, this is the saddest book we will ever read on this podcast, yeah. probably. Mostly because there's no... There's no, uh, I said it earlier, no reprieve from the sadness in this yeah. one. It is, it, you you start off um, with Ella's just moved in, ass- assumedly across the street from this uh, old dilapidated house, like you had said. Um, it, it's like a mansion. It's huge. It's called yeah. Thornhill. Right. Um, and it was a home for girls mm-hmm. um, back in the 80s. And uh, yeah, uh, lots of stuff went down there. And so mm-hmm. we, we get to flashback, like you said, in the diary entries. Uh, Mary basically has a bully. And when we say a bully, oh my I gosh. mean, this is the most relentless, yeah. mean person maybe in literature. Yeah, like, it, it crosses the threshold. Unfortunately, it crosses the threshold for me into like almost farcical how ridiculous this bully is it's it's one of those things where you know we talk about books sometimes and like the believability of some of these events and i and i feel like bullies in children's fiction are certainly a a, like a key feature of a lot of stories but they're mostly half-hearted yeah they're they're mostly half-hearted but they're also it's it always feels extreme right it's always just like some jock who's just like yeah completely shoving someone down you're like i don't know that's not it's a caricature it's a caricature and bullies don't really act like this person's real this person (laughs) is is real but it's also like so so ridiculously cruel like over the top yeah it it, it, there are parts of this book where it feels like too much of a stretch but at the same time it is also definitely a story about a particularly you know bad place it, it, to 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 the credit of like the type of story this is telling mm-hmm. we're not talking about kids with normal upbringings and right. stability right so the idea that a particular uh, egregious form of cruelty is possible i think maybe i should have opened my mind up to like well this certainly i mean i mean who knows how bad orphanages get because these kids are are some of the 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 truly most suffering people out there yeah so so here's here's kind of the dynamic of this book. Um, I kind of want to set this up because yeah. I think it might be kind of hard to parse for our listeners right now. So Mary is our main character yeah. in 1982 and probably the main character of the book, yeah, right? Definitely. I mean, you get most of her perspective. All of Ella's story is told through the graphic novel portion, so there's no dialogue yeah. involved in what Ella is doing. Ella is basically just, um, you can tell she has like, some abandonment issues mm-hmm. with her dad. I mean, her dad is around, but like you he's can never ever he's there. like not there yeah. for dinner and things. And so it's just a lot of like Ella just sobbing for this entire book. Yeah. And then like she finds Thornhill and like goes across the street. But I want to talk about Mary. Mary is a mute, is a yes. selective mute. Right. Um, does not talk. And so th- it gets revealed over the course of this book mm-hmm. why that is and it's just so frustrating um, to have a character who who can't can't articulate to other people right. how they feel, um, and it's obviously frustrating for our main character as well. Right. I mean, and she talks about it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very much about that. It's right. even about the idea that like 
she's too afraid to come to her own defense when she totally could. You know, right. it's, it's one of those she things can't. that all people do are like, she, you're your own worst enemy. I mean, not actually. She, this woman, this this girl does in fact have a worst enemy. Yeah, she actually does herself. have a worst enemy. And then she's like, yeah, she's maybe second place <laughs> yeah, yeah. to that. But, but yeah, she's not doing herself necessarily any favors, unfortunately. Oh, and the adults in this book suck. Oh, good man. Lord, dude. Even the really, really good one is this is a story about people adults not doing enough and so that okay that that's to get to a point i want to talk about then Let, let's real quickly hash out what this book is about and then we can talk about what this is quote unquote should about. we just go through like the plot points i All think right. so so starts off mary in the orphanage the girl who bullies her returns yes girl who bu- bullies used her. to bully her used to bully her not but excited she, for her to be but back. she had left yep. the orphanage for a while because she had found a home and this is the first cue that we're talking about a really extreme scenario right she found a home and, and the they people returned, returned her. her like and she's a human she's a, she's a child. human child it's horrible right That's horrible this other for her girl too. who we never get her name we never get the bully's name. her name her but yeah uh she is obviously suffering her own extremely like horrible trauma oh, yeah, through all of this and so you every know, the, person in this home exactly is, the yeah. form that takes is her lashing out at our main character mary uh, but when she gets back basically what happens is the uh people who run the orphanage are trying to get her to open up to this other girl they're trying to make the two they know there's a history between these two girls that is a problem but they also know one of the caretakers is essentially much less invested in helping any of these girls than the other absolutely and her one of them's not really the technical caretaker one of them's just like the lunch lady right and she just works there so the one that's the lunch lady sees what's going on wants to do something about it isn't really in the position to do specific things about it and right. the woman who is in the position to do something about it, it just won't just thinks mary should help herself and should toughen up and figure things out and so, and it just it goes nowhere uh but it looks like mary and this girl are going to maybe become friends they're maybe going to become friends the girl comes back she kind of offers an olive branch and yep. then like mary to her surprise early in this book is like writing diary and she's like another good day i don't know mm-hmm. what's going on like maybe she has turned over a new leaf right. like maybe we are friends yep. and then she tricks her yeah essentially it's like a this elaborate plot to basically get her to like break a bunch of stuff in the kitchen on accident right. and, and trap like, she, her in she, the like, basement fell off she, of they, they get her to reach up on top of the thing she falls off a ladder and they shut she, like, her crashes. they lock her into yeah. a dark basement with the light off and it's it's horrible it's super traumatizing for mary and then yeah. we go from there of like okay well mary definitely doesn't trust this person again uh but she is a relentless tormentor from here on out and now she is like truly a despicable she sits up all night and she like thumps at mary's door knocks on her door and like every she does it in these like sort of also like machiavellian ways of like making it to where it's never obvious that it's specifically this girl torment she kind of gets a whole sort of slew of other girls right everybody's in on it and it's just relentless and and it never changes it just gets worse and worse and worse and mary falls deeper and deeper and deeper into the hole and the other story being told is the fact that what we know in 2017 is that the, this place has been abandoned for a long, long time. And we see newspaper something clippings has that happened. something horrible happened. Right. And we even get the hint that something horrible is going to happen to Mary. Right. Uh, I or, mean, yeah, it's it's pretty obvious from yeah. the beginning. Like, you yeah. know, I think it even reveals it pretty early on. That, yeah. Within the first Mary, quarter of the book. Mary at some point had died right. in this house. Right. right. So, so we um, know this is a tragedy uh, pretty much going into it. And the rest of the story is just this person bullies Mary. Yeah, it's this person bullies Mary. There's there's scenes where 
Mary, um, you know, I think Kathleen is the name of one of the yes. counselors, right? Uh, who's the one who likes her? Mm-hmm. Um, and Kathleen and the other character is like Julie or something right. like that. Uh, who cares? Because she's a she so sucks. <laughs> she sucks. Um, <laughs> the the school's closing down. You kind of get from context right. clues. That's, the that's school's the closing down. We know it's been dilapidated for a long time, mm-hmm. and we actually learned that th- like these are some of the last people right. that are going to ever going to be. be in it. And in if it. anything, right. the reason this place shuts down is due to Mary's death. Like that's right. the last straw for this place being allowed to function. So you're watching right. the end results of a horrible children's orphanage in the eighties, like closing down. Uh, and so what's happening actually is the place has like been sold off or whatever. Like mm-hmm. they they're, they know they're going to close down and all of the girls are getting their leaving. last yeah. final homes yep. until literally Mary and the bully are the only, only two. two left. Yeah. Uh, and at which point, like the caretaker just completely is just like up. hanging out with this guy named like Pete or whatever, yeah. who's never in this book. Right. Like she right. never, it's just a, a reference that that's distracts Kathleen it's, from doing her job basically. Right. Yeah. So it's just, it's just terrible. Kathleen ends up like finally standing up for Mary um, and she ends up getting fired or something right. uh, for it, whatever. I don't Kathleen know. goes on a trip. She just disappears for or the, the, yeah, for the, the rest Kathleen of the book. She's yeah. just gone. The the point, though, being these two eventually get trapped in the house together yep, with like alone. literally no supervision. Uh, and there's even a moment where you get sort of the idea that uh, it's reinforced that this bully is, you know, suffering herself and is lashing out and that's why all this is happening it doesn't justify any of it it's a pretty horrible thing but you you gain an understanding of like if someone would intervene right <laughs> between these two anybody kids, maybe something could change and eventually i mean the end result is mary does in fact well first she tries to torture the bully and at the last second, feel sorry for her. Right before that, the bully does try to reach exactly. out via like scratching on the door. Right. Friend, He's trying to send a like, message. Like, out friend. I'm, it's a cry for help. It's a literal. It's cry a literal for cry help. for help. And then yeah. she runs downstairs. Like Mary runs downstairs and like knocks on her door. And this girl's like bawling. And Mary yeah. basically does nothing because right. like Mary's like, yeah, I don't really I don't like you this anything. person. I don't really owe this person anything. But maybe we're like cool. Yeah. And then like. Mary ends up like plotting a revenge later because the girl, I think, tears her room apart. Yeah, she destroys. That's Mary's obsessed with building uh, little puppets at, yep. at about her favorite. She reads all the time. She's a yep. new, she spends a lot of time in her room. She reads and she makes puppets. Yep. And the bully destroys her room and destroys all of her puppets. Yep. So she she plots revenge. She starts enacting her revenge. She gets most of the way through the revenge. She's gonna light her on fire. She's gonna she's kill gonna, this girl and maybe herself. Like yeah. it's hard to tell. Um, but at one point, she's like pouring kerosene mm-hmm. through the crack of a door and is like drowning out this room as she's trapped this girl in. Yeah. And she's going to light. So she has matches in her burn hand. burn the whole place down. And I, it doesn't seem like she's planning going on sta- anywhere. going anywhere. Yeah. So it seems like she's just going to burn down the house and, right. and, and burn with it. But well, then this girl like somehow convinces her right. to let her out. One final moment of weakness, and yeah. that's all the bully needs to just do essentially the same thing again. Just like shove her downstairs yep. and bolt and that's that's enough for Mary to decide. Uh, unfortunately, she is not going to. She, she has chosen um, the path of ending her life. Horribly sad. And to honestly, to make matters worse, if they even can, to return to Ella's storyline, yep. Ella finally discovers this diary, feels horrible for Mary. And the part I really have difficulty grappling with is the end is the end, yeah, which so. is that Ella discovers all this story. And I guess we've been being told that Ella has kind of a sad life at so. home, but it does not feel 
justified in the steps that get taken in the final moment. Here's the way I've finally interpreted because in the early when I first like got done finishing this book, I had the assumption that Ella did something in the house in order for this Thornhill to burn down mm-hmm. while she's inside of it. Mm-hmm. However, after like reflecting on it, it just it's it's just a scary story. It's, right. It's it, a haunted it's place. It's a horror. It's a haunted place. This is place. a horror story right. through and through, and, and so it's not meant to do anything almost, else. Right. It almost eases up on the kind of sadness that this book is that Ella, I don't think, intentionally did anything to herself right. in this in this regard. What happens, I think, and, and what is, is still a little bit unclear, but I mm-hmm. think what happens is essentially um, Mary has been a ghost this entire right. time. Ella has been kind of exploring the grounds of Thornhill. As the book goes on, Ella gets a little bit more adventurous and a little bit more adventurous, and eventually she like goes into Mary's room, gets yep. her diary, reads it, and then uh, she's going to make Mary some puppets herself. Right. And she and this sees is, the ghost of Mary in a right. few instances. Too. Oh, like yeah, she, yeah. She sees that there's a figure walking around. Right, and so, she's, so she makes some puppets, and she's going to take them back to Mary's mm-hmm. room to like hang out with all the other puppets and while she's up there basically thornhill gets struck by lightning because right. it's a haunted place right right like it's that's the way i've de- decided to, <laughs> to, to yeah. interpret it is that this thing there was going to be a bad event that happened right. here as long as this thing stands yeah and it burning to the ground like yes it kills uh, ella right um but it's like it's over that's and the tragedy ella, that's the and, horror and the last like panel of this book, oh my gosh, is just Ella and Mary smiling and holding hands. Yeah, and it's just well, like, but and they're and holding says, hands. All I wanted was a friend. All I wanted was a friend, and it's uh, them holding hands and looking at another kid who's moved in yeah. next door. The, so, but he, it feels he, like there's like some closure to Thorn. Sort him. of. Here's my take on it: is I do think there's, there's like some newspaper closure, articles, but too. this is a horror story. That in the end, if I can try to put any sort of like lesson on it, it is that tragedy only begets more tragedy. Yeah. And so the I, like it feels really undeserved that Ella dies at the end of this book. It does not feel like the it really story does. that it was telling. Yeah. It doesn't feel like that's what it should have been about. And because it is, the only message I can take away is like, look how truly awful this cycle is and it is just a cycle unless somebody unless has something the intervenes strength to it's intervene almost like because, it's almost like there's like a godly figure that right. intervenes right? what do we, what do we have we have like, there's nothing left right the, the only thing that can happen with these poor kids is to relieve them not right. even and it's not a relief but i'm using a colloquialism relieve them of their misery but like you you have mary and ella both die in this thing and and what is the sort of theme between them is that their caretakers are not taking care of them yes so my only out my yeah. only takeaway from this book is who is this book for because Parents, i don't know how maybe? it's for kids it's definitely because not for kids. for kids it's just a story of yeah isn't trauma the worst <laughs> isn't trauma tr- just like isn't that awful wouldn't you like to be reminded of it on yeah, every page of this right. book and for parents it's like hey if you see a kid struggling don't you have, you have to, to intervene, to do and even if it's against what you think might be their wishes, you know, because again, Mary's a mute. Mary's not fighting for herself. Right, doesn't matter. Someone should have fought harder. And for you can her. tell, you can see the frustration on, like, in the in the faces of the adults. Mm-hmm. You know, not an Ella's story, obviously, because Ella, there's we no adults. Else, there's yeah. no adults in Ella's story. Right, um, but in uh, Mary's story, you know, there's one point when they just, they take a, a brief moment of levity, like Julie and Kathleen or yeah. whoever, 
um, they're like sitting out on the porch sharing a cigarette yeah. and like Mary hears this conversation mm-hmm. that they're having and they're just kind of joking about how Mary doesn't stand up for herself. Right. And it's just like, that's, you're, you're just not helping. Yeah. You're not helping. Even, even when you think you're in like, you know, confidential, yeah. you're, you're just not helping. And later those two come to blows, Julian and, right. and Kathleen or whatever her name is. Um, you know, they come to blows because one of them finally is like, you got, we got to do, do something. something. And then she, and just, yet the person in right. charge still doesn't do anything. And the circumstances are too, then that Kathleen like just has to leave. And yep. it, it, there, there's definitely this feeling of like, if she could just make it back in time, if she could just, she could just take her time, with her, if or she could just if Mary could just adopt this kid, like if anything else could happen, Mary was doesn't. so close to like freedom too. Like yeah. she, she was like going outside in this right. book. She almost runs away. At one point she almost runs away and you're just like, just do it. Yeah. You know, like the people who are caring for you don't care for you. Right. So just go. Like there's no, like there's nothing that was holding her there. In the end, like I can't decide if this was all worth it, basically. Yeah. Like it just, it filled me with such dread. And like, hey, to its credit, like it, it is a piece of art that chose to do that. Like to, and it, and it is successful and it doesn't hey, feel it does overwrought. <laughs> yeah. But it is, it's a horror story and it's awful and it's beautifully told. The illustrations are amazing. My favorite thing about this book is we call it a graphic novel. And I want to like drive home a point a bit more about that though. Like, Ella's story, there's no dialogue bubbles. There's right. no words except for like except when you cut to like a newspaper yep. clipping or whatever. Beyond that, it is a it is a silent film. Right. And more yeah. important than that, it's, there aren't panels. Good. Yeah. Uh, there's no panels in the pages. It's the whole two-page spread. Yeah. Or in some instances, a single-page spread. Like, it's the whole page is the illustration. Right. It is not like a series of panels that you sort of graphic novel through. It's, yeah, they're it's, full spreads on every full spreads single. Every single yeah. Which means this book is like crazy thick. I yes. mean, this book is like thicker <laughs> than Watership Down. Yeah. But you just, I mean, you read it in an hour and a half, two hours, whatever. It is a very, yeah, very fast long. read. Um, it is it is big chunks of diary text and then like yep. 30 pages of full page spreads of illustrations that are, are gorgeous, are fully black and white, uh, right. that l- leads, that like reinforces just like the darkness of this i really like right. um you know black and white illustration in, in this form i think color would have completely yeah taken something I, away yeah, from the style of away, this um, and it, it also connects them though too because if, if you'd had too much color in ella's stuff the text of mary's things would have felt too separated but i think you actually get a sense of like the black ink mm, on the, the white thread, page yeah. of Mary is not far removed from, from the Ella's, black ink yeah. illustration on the white page of Ella. It's yeah. I, I think it all works. Uh, I it, think it is med- an like, amazingly made book. I right. just don't know why. <laughs> right. Why do you have to do it's this? Like, it's so cruel. It's so mean. <laughs> it's so funny that it's just it's just a lot. It's just a lot. Uh, you know, we we talk about how this show is about. You know, if our children were to bring this book home, mm-hmm. right? We do this with a lot of books. We haven't done it with every book, but yeah, this book. I mean, I don't know, man. I there's no way that <laughs> there's just no way that this is for kids. I, I just right. can't. I can't imagine anybody under the age of thirteen reading this. Man, I mean, it's, it's a dark. For, it's for young adults. You need to have the, a, a level of strength in the in your mindset or whatever i mean yeah Yeah. i certainly don't want you know uh, a nine-year-old reading about suicide basically i mean really it it is a very adult uh uh content just in that way so there there is a certain level of like this one you need to sit down 
like and work through it with your you need to kid. If, once this once they're finished with this book you need to talk with them yeah absolutely there's no there's no um you know i there's a maturity in those conversations but it's good mm-hmm. to have open conversation if if your child does read this book yeah it's good to have an open conversation with them about what it was about right and well and that's important with and make sure too, that they right? know that you're there for them yeah because i think that's kind of the the goal, but yeah. this is not one that I am I am putting on the shelf. To, right, I'm not handing it to yeah, my kid yeah, on I'm purpose. Not, I'm like, here, read this, kiddo. Yeah, like, yeah, no. Yeah. If they no. come across it, that's fine. We'll we'll talk through stuff. But and it's it's tough. It's difficult too because I'm certainly no expert in horror as a genre. Right. And its goals, and I think people that really love horror have a different kind of appreciation for this book, and I think that's valid. But it, it's certainly horror for kids is a, is a different kind of thing. I I, I think horror as a genre requires a certain level of maturity you know thriller doesn't or like spooky you know yeah my daughter loves vampires and when <laughs> yeah, mickey mouse yeah. dresses up like a spooky whatever and when minnie mouse is a witch like she loves saying "Ooh, i'm spooky she's really obsessed with scooby-doo right now it's actually hilarious have you ever she's shown three... her super monsters no i don't even know what that is what mm. We'll oh, do, we'll do Matt, that. you got to watch Super okay, Monsters. Okay, cool, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I mean? Like, there's like, there's, there's spooky stuff that's just like completely lighthearted, and it's not actually horror. Right. To actually get into proper capital H horror, horror for kids yeah. is like, that's a tough thing to know how to deal with. This but is, I, this reminds me of our conversation about the last Quintista, though, which is like that book opens with some <laughs> some of the darkest <laughs> stuff we had read yeah. to date at that point. Yeah. Um, but that book becomes like about other things, and it's uplifting. Did in you think ways. it could get darker? There's never a moment in this book where it's uplifting. There's there's a moment where yeah, the only uplifting moment is when Mary thinks things are going to be okay at the very beginning, and then it never and then gets it never better. is, and it, because and, Ella's Ella's story is never fun either. Like, yeah, it's super it's early in the book. Thing and it's intriguing and oh, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's provoking like it's the whole it's a mystery is... she's trying to solve the mystery but that does not mean it's ever it's... light or fun and, and it should be said again the whole book is so well put together yeah. like i gotta i it's brilliantly it's made. brilliantly made like yeah. it is like it, it's it's clear why it would get any sort of um love from yeah. press and it has right um but it's just it's just you know it's all format for you, me, I, right? I, like, I'm glad we covered it on the show because I think it's kind of like a thing you and I hope this podcast is, which is like if you're a parent wanting to just like get literature in front of your kids, get anything in front of your kids, again, I, I'm not going to grab this off the shelf and give it to my kid, but I have a context for what they're poking into if they find it themselves and right, they're welcome yeah. to find it themselves. And I, right, you right. know, I, there's going to be lots of kids that really gravitate towards this kind of stuff. And it is about, you know, trauma and stuff, but it's like to the message of the book itself, step in. You yeah, have yeah, to, yeah, yeah. if you see them reading this, they need to be talked to about it because like, that's the whole point of the story right. is like, if left to their own devices, kids might not stick up for themselves. They don't know how to, they don't know right. what else to do. They don't have no better. They, they don't no know better any than better. A, yeah. There's no better person than a mute person too, to exemplify right. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, I just, I'm, I'm sad. Uh, I'm, yeah. This one hurt me. Like my, my, I'm not kidding when I say my day was ruined after finishing this book. The yeah. rest of my day was sad and somber I hope, and not fun. <laughs> I hope that we're gleaning the correct points from this book. Because mm-hmm. whenever I'm reading, because like we're kind of looking at some reviews right yeah. now on your screen. And 
Um, you know, people are definitely gleaning some of the more beautiful aspects from it right. that maybe we didn't glean as much. I mean, obviously in the in the very end, right, they're both ghosts and they're both friends. Yeah. Which is I guess nice. But it's just like yeah. there's like a real it's just there's such a real and visceral tale told. Yeah. It's it's it kinda isn't horror at some point, you right. know. There is horror aspects like you were talking yeah. about and like I'm trying to choose to view it as a horror Mm -hmm. but it's they're just it's just so real like it's just such a plausible way that something could happen it's a it's it's a gothic ghost story is is how a lot of people are are portraying this and i don't know anything about the gothic genre but as i would learn more i I can understand this being like a notable you know adherent to that genre Uh, i i'm looking Mm. at reviews and stuff and publishers weekly said a chilling tale that highlights the importance of kindness and child advocacy while emphasizing the lasting damage wrought by abuse and neglect and i think that is is a perfect summary that's it good job publishers weekly (laughs) i've never read your i've never read your 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 publication but you nailed it yeah you've you've crushed it that's exactly what we're talking about i'm glad we found that review because i was worried because after reading some of these am i getting it yeah am i getting it (laughs) other people are like this is great it's like is it great or is it like <laughs> just impactful. I don't know what to call it. Yeah, it didn't yeah. I, like. It, I don't feel good about this. But again, that's like what makes good gothic fiction is it's not meant to inspire you or make you feel good. It's meant to and make being, you feel a sense of dread, and hopefully that dread pushes you to not inflict dread on somebody else. Maybe right, and be inspired by the form because yeah. the form is great in this. Like this is one of the best oh, technical man. achievements really cool. that we've read. Honestly, what's hilarious is. Because it's the darkest thing we've read, and probably the lightest thing we've read is Timmy Failure, and they're not too far removed from yeah. each other. <laughs> Timmy Failure is this back and forth yeah. between text and image and how yep. the two play off of each other, yeah, but yeah. it's just for bits and jokes yep. and stupid, like just pure stupidity, yep. which is great. We and then this it. is the very far end yeah. of the other side of the spectrum. Right, where it, where it does the same thing, only, I mean, obviously. In the darkest way you possibly yeah. can imagine, yeah. I do not imagine we will ever find a darker book. If we do, we'll definitely talk we'll about tell it. We'll tell you. But I tell you, <laughs> next episode is another series of Unfortunate Events, because we're just trying to, like, we're, I'm, I'm we're addicted. We're We're gonna, we're, yeah. we're, we're doing, we're making such good headway. Yeah. But after book eight, we are doing something happy. We yeah. have to. Yeah. I need to get out of this We need another smash and crash. We might just yeah, we need a smash and crash pretty bad cuz right now we are not smashing not and crashing. Smashing, not crashing. Shout out to C Felton. We actually asked uh, about this on our Discord and I do think what needs to come up is uh we did Kate DiCamillo a while ago with yeah. uh Tales of Despero and we we liked that book enough but we Yeah, absolutely. We've wanted to return to Kate because she's also won a lot of other awards right. for other books and one that was recommended to us as also a just a light fun good time is Flora and Ulysses and I think that needs to be added to the schedule. I think that's yeah. what we're going to tackle after this. So if you if you if you're a fan of uh Kate DiCamillo stick around because i do want to return to that and it sounds like that will be a nice reprieve from all of the sadness we've been drowning in (laughs) yeah and i think it's more geared towards uh you know her her 
original audience, yeah. that Despero type audience, right. but I think it's kind of in a brighter style. Yeah. Whereas Despero is kind of it's kind of miserable in its, its own miserable right. Miserable in but... its own way, while being goofy. So I'm very excited. Yeah. So yeah, 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 stick with us while we do some more series of unfortunate events, and then finally we will we will give you some happiness, and we'll try to bring some more happiness into other upcoming episodes. But I will say we're still sort of on this like every other episode is a series of unfortunate events. But I don't know; those books aren't always even necessarily sad. They're just about no. I would even things. say this one that we have today is yeah kind of wacky yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and fun so all right well we'll see you next week with hostile hospital mm-hmm.